Hi, thanks for joining me again today. I'm going to just be reading and talking a little bit about Proverbs 12. Let me go ahead and read this. And actually, I've decided today I want to read it in the message version. Normally, I would read it here out of my ESV, but something about this chapter just spoke to me more in this message version. So, bear with me. It's a long one. Let me go ahead and read this. If you love learning, you love the discipline that goes with it. How short-sighted to refuse correction. A good person basks in the delight of God. He wants nothing to do with devious schemers. You can't find firm footing in a swamp, but life rooted in God stands firm. A hardy wife invigorates her husband, but a frigid woman is cancer in the bones. The thinking of principled people makes for justice. The plots of de degenerates corrupt. The words of the wicked kill. The speech of the upright saves. Wicked people fall to pieces. There's nothing to them. The homes of good people hold together. A person who talks sense is honored. Airheads are held in contempt. Better to be ordinary and work for a living than act important and starve in the process. Good people are good to their animals. The good-hearted, bad people kick and abuse them. The one who stays on the job has food on the table. The witless chase whims and fancies. What the wicked construct finally falls into ruin, while the roots of the righteous give life and more life. The gossip of bad people gets them in trouble. The conversation of good people keeps them out of it. Well-spoken words bring satisfaction. Well-done work has its own reward. Fools are headstrong and do what they like. Wise people take advice. Fools have short fuses and explode all too quickly. The prudent quietly shrug off insults. Truthful, wit truthful witness by a good person clears the air, but liars lay down a smoke screen of deceit. Rash language cuts and maims, but there is healing in the words of the wise. Truth lasts. Lies are here today, gone tomorrow. Evil scheming distorts the schemer. Peace planning brings joy to the planner. No evil can overwhelm a good person, but the wicked have their hands full of it. God can't stomach liars. He loves the company of those who keep their word. Prudent people don't flaunt their knowledge. Talkative fools broadcast their silliness. The diligent find freedom in their work. The lazy are oppressed by work. Worry weighs us down. A cheerful word picks us up. A good person survives misfortune, but a wicked life invites disaster. A lazy life is an empty life, but early to rise gets the job done. Good men and women travel right into life. Sin detours take you straight to hell. So that is Proverbs chapter 12. There is so much in there. I mean, I was just telling Eric, it's just kind of a random passage of wise Proverbs, which is exactly what the book is. Uh, but I was having trouble kind of seeing a theme to it until in the message, um, they do have like section headings. And so the first section verses one through I think 12 um, was if you love learning. And so if you take a look at the chapter, in whatever version you choose to read in, you could kind of see that those first number of verses do kind of all speak to wisdom and learning and how we take that in and how we live our life. And that we would bask in the delight of the Lord and that he wants nothing to do with evil schemers. And if we keep ourselves on the firm foundation of God, our life will be rooted. And um, then there's that random verse in that section about um, a hardy wife invigorates her husband, but a frigid woman is cancer to the bones. I love that imagery um, in the message version. 
in the other version, um, ESV here, that one, an, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. Um, either way, you get the gist that um, we wives, speaking to those of us who are wives, we do have such an opportunity to really make a difference in the warmth or coldness of our marriage. And I'm sure that if you are a wife or have been, you know what I'm talking about there. We can be cold, we can withdraw and we can shut out. But when we choose instead to turn and not just be a doormat, not by any means, it's not saying that at all, but an excellent wife, a hearty wife invigorates her husband and maybe that is invigorating him by standing up for myself and speaking my mind in a respectful and loving way and not just letting um, a husband walk over us. So in no way is this saying that we need to just be the good little wife who does everything right. Um, sometimes being the good wife who does something right is speaking up and having conflict and having discussion but working through it with love and with respect uh, from both sides. Um, but also we can make such a difference in the way we show respect and honor to the men that we've chosen to walk alongside within this life. So that was one of the verses that I wanted to point out because I'd be remiss to skip that since I am a wife and I know many of us are in that position in our lives. Um, and choose to continue in that position. So if you are a wife, I hope that you'll just take that one little verse, um, chapter 12, verse 4, and just think about, like, am I striving to be an excellent wife? Am I the crown of my husband? Am I um, invigorating him? Am I a hearty wife? Or am I a cold and frigid cancer in his bones? And that's in no way, again, to place any sort of complete 100% guilt or burden on the wife if a marriage is struggling. It's a two-way street but what can I do to be the best wife that I can be? How can I communicate my needs and make sure that I am doing the best job that I can put forth as a wife? Since that's the only piece that I can control, I can't control my husband. And now I'm basically teaching QBQ, which is what I do for work, which is great because it all blends together. It really does. Um, the second section that this chapter is broken into is verses 13 through uh, 32 through the end, or I'm sorry, through... 28, yeah, um, and that's wise people take advice. So I would, I would encourage you to take chapter 12 and kind of study it in chunks, verses 1 through 12 um, of chapter 12, and, and just kind of look and see, do those verses connect? Do they not? Do they all kind of have a theme? What was the writer doing? Why did he place all of those little wise sayings in Proverbs together? And then in the second section, the 13 through 28, um, it's a lot about taking advice, and it's also about speech and work ethic. I mean, there are like some random things mentioned in this chapter. There's a random verse about the treatment of animals. Did you notice that? That good people treat their animals well. It's just like super random, but it is wisdom. It's wisdom and it's taking advice and it's well or speaking well our words and choosing our words wisely and, and striving for justice and making sure that our words are words of wisdom, not silliness. The, the message version used silliness at one point in there. Um, there's, a, there's a lot packed in <laughs> to those 15 or so verses. So I encourage you to break the chapter into those two chunks, maybe study them on separate days, and just kind of pick through and see which ones strike you and read it in different versions because it really does make a difference if you open up the message. Um, the, the word, the language is typically more, the interpretation is typically more poetic in that way, um, more how the readers would have maybe spoken in their casual everyday lives. Uh, the ESV is very literal and very accurate. It's just a little more formal. Um, 
the last verse that I'd like to highlight is verse 25, and in the ESV it's, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. And in the message, it is, Worry weighs us down, a cheerful word picks us up. And I don't know about you, but anxiety and worry in this season have been big in my life, and that's not something that I've typically struggled with in the past. I've been pretty easy going, like life's going to be just fine, I have faith, it's good. Um, but this season has definitely rocked my world a little bit with anxiety and worry and just feeling that, that tight feeling of panic and burden. And I know that when I reach out to either God's word or also to a friend or I cry out in prayer, that good word, that cheerful word from either a friend or the Holy Spirit or the word picks me up so much. So I encourage you today, if, if you are feeling worry, if you are feeling anxiety from this season or from something else that's going on in your life, just seek out that good word. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's through the word of God. Maybe it's just crying out in prayer to your Lord and saying, I need a good word from you. I need some encouragement. And he'll respond, I promise. So I hope that you will dig into Proverbs chapter 12. Enjoy it. It is I, I've read through it a couple times today. It is just kind of a random chapter, as much of Proverbs is, but sometimes there's more of a theme, and this one was like, what? So have fun with it. I mean, it's the things that are covered, learning and being rooted and touches on marriage and justice and the planning of a good person and how we plan well and the treatment of animals and work ethic and slothfulness and laziness and our speech. I, there's just so much in this chapter, so I hope that you enjoy it and we can study it together. Comment below on the video with uh, your favorite verse out of this chapter. I'd love to hear. All right, thanks.